Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me is a very special guest. He's the host of Radical Retro Rewind. God, I hope I said that right. And when doing this podcast, I was thinking of who to pick for Grease to, and obviously, it's my friend, Ryan Strupa. Did I say your last name right, first of all? Not only did you say my last name right, but you also said the show right with those R's, which I get messed up continuously. And you're the one that named it. (laughs) Yeah, I have to thank myself every time I introduce my podcast. So Ryan and I, for years, bonded over this movie. And every so often we would message each other just something random, you know, whether it's (laughs) cool writer or, you know, just a picture of a ladder. But Ryan, real quick, what is like your background with Grease 2? So Grease 2 was the first Grease I actually saw. I saw them (laughs) backwards. And I used to carry this VHS tape around with me as a kid and bring it with me to places. It doesn't get any worse than that. That's my history. Seven, eight years old carrying this VHS. I was the same, but with (gasps) Grease. With the first Grease. So together we are twins, the twin, twin magic. <laughs> so a little background on Grease 2. Obviously the masterpiece, the legend that it is. Uh, it yes. came out in 1982. It was written by Ken Finkelman. Directed by Patricia Birch. Usually I mention who wrote the music and lyrics. But every song it's somebody different. So yeah, a lot of people to make this masterpiece, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, a grand total of nine people credited for either writing the music or the lyrics for the songs. According to IMDb, a British student at a 1960s American high school must prove himself to the leader of the girls gang whose members can only date greasers. What a plot synopsis. I, cr- I, I, I bow down to whomever at IMDb wrote that. Or like, a girl's gang. A, a girl's girl gang. gang. Yes. Did you think that this needed to be called Grease 2? Like, did it need to be affiliated with Grease in any way, shape, or form? It doesn't because all it really takes is Rydell High, Frenchie, in some aspects and teachers and principals and stuff like that. So no, it doesn't have to be called Grease 2, but I just love that it is. <laughs> I mean, for those of obviously you guys can't see because this is an audio medium, Ryan is wearing a Rydell High hat and I'm not kidding. He is so excited to talk about this movie that he's barely in his seat. <laughs> I'm jumping. And, and he actually covered this on his podcast with his brother doing this one and the first one but really let's be real you talked about Grease too oh it was totally an excuse to get to Grease too <laughs> you know I and I'm not ashamed about it because this movie never gets love that's why I love that John appreciates this movie I love this movie it's so good I mean I I had a with my background with it I had a like it's a so bad it's good and then now it morphed into oh my god I fucking love this movie 
So, <laughs> you know, a lot of people remain as the so bad. They don't even think it's good. I, I, when I posted it on my podcast, I got a lot of comments saying that Greece won was the only Greece for these people. And it's funny. And it's funny because I don't think you mentioned, you really like touched upon this in your episode. Greece Probably. one is very different from like the movie and stage version. So extremely. Obviously, we know that John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John won, but when you go see it live, it is a different story. (laughs) It's raining on prom night. (laughs) So you guys kind of touched upon this on your episode, but like, did Eugene graduate? (laughs) Yeah, so okay, tell me how the smartest kid in school is still there. I mean, we're just assuming he's smart, I guess, because he's a quote-unquote geek nerd yeah nerd but unless he was a a freshman that's the only thing i could come up with he was clearly at the senior day carnival in the first movie he was a rebel he was breaking into that well okay but to be fair as well and on the flip side in greece too dolores was at the rockahula luau Luau. i hate (laughs) now i now i'm vomiting inside for saying things like this until the music plays and then he's gonna dance (laughs) (laughs) prior to recording this you would do quote-unquote research by listening to the soundtrack multiple times have you noticed though that it's different writers like, could you tell that it's different music in a way? You know, they kind of have, that's a great question. They kind of have a similar form and structure to the songs are all like pretty poppy and airy. But now that you mention it, you know what I'm seeing, especially with um, the first song, well, the second song, but Back to School Again, you can tell that they really put the production into that one. They wanted right. that to be the theme, quote unquote. Yes. So that one was music by Louis St. Louis and lyrics by Howard Greenfeld. But no Frankie they, Valley this time. No Frankie Valley. <laughs> but like they also did Who's That Guy? And uh, what was the other one? Oh, Love Will Turn Back the Hands of Time. Oh so they basically wrote all the best, minus I mean, a few. I mean, they're all bangers of songs. <laughs> Let's be real here. <laughs> oh, this this soundtrack, every day of my life, if I had to, an island somewhere, this would be the soundtrack <laughs> I would bring with me. Oh, oh my God. That sounds terrible. But like those three songs, you you separate them from the rest of the gang and they sound like they're in the same world. You know, yeah, now that you mention it, yes. I, I hate to ruin this movie for you and I'm so sorry, but like, I like to think of things a little critically when it comes to the- As you should, as you should. But then you have Cool Rider and Reproduction written by the same person, but they are two different songs. Oh my God, so different, so different. Cool Rider is on a league of its own. Yes, great movie too. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) And then you have Brad written by one person. This is the only song that he did in this whole movie. And it shows, it it shows. Yeah, the music and lyrics are by Christopher Surf, who is I, I look these people up just to like Oh great. Understand. He is understand what they were thinking when they wrote this movie. Well, so Christopher Surf is a writer slash composer. He wrote a 
bunch of episodes uh, and movies for Sesame Street and composed music for Fraggle Rock as well as some for Sesame Street. Wow. So to think of him doing Brad, the song that the sorority girl, sorority twins sing. The double mint twins, yeah, as we call them. Um, (laughs) They just... And it's a throwaway song because it's put in just to show that they're, you know, performing in this this talent show to be picked. So it is really a truly like a throwaway fast one, two, three. It's not even on the soundtrack. No, I wish it was. I just want the whole thing. Give me the whole thing. I want it all complete. (laughs) Even Brad for two seconds. It's Uh. Brad. (laughs) Wearing his pen. (laughs) (laughs) It was so dramatic and I am here for it. Did you know... You probably did because you know everything about this movie. The the Doublement twins were actually cast separately, and then when they arrived on set, Patricia Birch created. How is the that possible? Sisters. I've heard this. Like, isn't that crazy? Because they look so alike. You would think you see the same last name, <laughs> and maybe a same headshot. I don't know how it works when you when you're cast, but you would think you'd be like, these are the same girls. <laughs> these are twins. That was an IMDb trivia fact. I have a lot of those that are going to be spewed about. You know what? I always say with IMDb, like, I go by them and I use them all the time. But, like, can anyone submit these facts? (laughs) Yes. Like, how did they not know? (laughs) My sources are IMDb and Wikipedia. Oh, I love me some Wikipedia. (laughs) And according to Wikipedia, did, did you know that there was a stage version of this show? I did know this. I did know this. I wish I would have been able to see this. It premiered in London in 2014, and it was called Cool Writer. Writer, yep. It had very limited runs. You know, one was like a weekend, and another one was a week, or something like that. I'm very jealous, because the people in England get everything, like the Bodyguard Broadway show before we did. You know, it's like, this is where things go down. London theater. It's it's very, very true. I did see that there is a cast album, but apparently we can't listen to it because we're in America. I have tried to. Oh my God, I'm so desperate. <sighs> I mean, it was on Spotify. It's not fucking Spotify. And they're blocking us. They're blocking us. Rude. The true pe- the people that would play this continuously. <laughs> and then yeah. I noticed on your episode, you were talking about the franchise of Greece. And uh, what... It would have become. And what it would have become. Obviously, there was going to be a Grease 3, but Disney adapted that script to be a high school musical. Duh. In 2003, Olivia Newton-John confirmed there was a script being developed. However... In, in 20- waiting since then. However, in 2019, so two years ago, it was announced that there would be a prequel called Summer Lovin', which will focus on Sandy and Danny during their summer romance. And it's still in pre-production. Well, that has also changed from Summer Lovin' to the rise of the pink lady. So they have switched this. No, 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 Oh, they no. switched it back? Did they switch it back? I, it might be two separate entities because <gasps> Summer Lovin' oh, still has are its they own. doing another? Th- oh, my God. Summer Eleven still has its own IMDb page. Well, let's face it. Going by the history of Greece, these both aren't going to be made. It's true. They won't be made. Because I was reading that, um, who plays Michael? Max Caulfield? Is that his name? 
<laughs> and I do have a little story about him. I mean, he complained that this movie ruined his career, which I don't think it did. I mean, it yeah, made kind of. many women and young gay boys and everyone in between swoon. Yes. I'm still yes. swooning. I mean, and then he pops up a decade later in Empire F- Records. Empire Records. Oh, uh, my favorite. But he... Still looking amazing. He... I don't think this movie ruined his career. It may have just been his agents, personally, in my opinion. Well, what was he going for? It wasn't clearly singing. And I love this man, but <laughs> it's, you know, what was he going to get? More musicals based on this? No, no. He doesn't... Now, you know, rewatching it for this, he doesn't sing a lot. There's a reason. Because he can't. What would they say if they knew it was Michael? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And then uh, this movie resurfaced when uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was cast in the Hairspray movie. Because they're like, she can sing. And it was like, kind of can. Well, again, yes. Yes. Everyone in this movie can kind of they can carry a tune let's just say right famously sharon i I just gotta throw it out there she is a pink lady they replaced her on the soundtrack so clearly they knew something was going on with these people well the (laughs) story the story is for are you talking about let's do it for our country the worst song in the whole movie oh my god yes 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 So the story goes is that she missed the recording session and then somehow they recorded it for the movie, but not for the... Yeah, I think they gave her the wrong information that day. What if she doesn't show up? You could do it, right? You could just sing both parts. Well, she was great in fame. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's my (laughs) impression, Sharon. That's just, I just picture her running away from that bunker all the time. Just, (laughs) God, let's do it for our country. Okay, so you've seen this movie conservatively 3,000 times already, right? If I had any credibility, it's gone now, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about the Girl for All Seasons being played throughout the movie as transitions? Well, I love that freaking song so much. Um... Well, because it's really the only one that is teased throughout the whole movie. And Cool Rider, kind of, with that instrumental version when they're on the bike, famously. It's like a instrumental slowdown, but yeah. More so what I'm saying is, like, Cool Rider happens, it's the fifth song, technically, in the movie. If, you, if you're counting the alma mater, it's the fifth song. But Girl for All Seasons, they have two auditions. Uh, you hear it in transitional scenes, and then finally, when you get to see the big show the production number did it build up is it you know i don't need to be poking holes at 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 this masterpiece of a film well of course modern audiences watching this would probably say what the hell but maybe because of i've just been embedded with this so many years that it's so natural that it works for me but yes technically i know that this movie is full of false (laughs) (laughs) but for me yes and i love those little teases because when we finally get the full number oh (laughs) i'm taken (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my favorite too is the well not my favorite every time i watch it i pick up on something a little new 
Or obviously, as I get older, I realize things that I didn't notice when I was younger. So, like, in the first or second audition that they have with Girl for All Seasons, they mentioned that Paulette is late and Paulette gives a nasty look. And I'm like, oh, they did a pregnancy joke. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Great point. I noticed that on my current rewatchings. There we recent, go. Yeah. Recently, recently, recently. I'm not going to say how often. <laughs> I want to really sound like a loser. Um, but no, you're right. Late. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know they they have that earlier too with Rando female student and the principal. And for- also Stephanie in the beginning. She's running late. So everyone's running late, but also running late. <laughs> oh my god. Not Stephanie. Not Stephanie's the noni. She don't want to be anyone's chick. She does. And she is, oh my God, she's so great. I love her. So, how many times have you straddled the ladder? Speaking of Stephanie Zanoni, <laughs> I'm straddling one now. It's you true. just can't see. It's um, true. It's true. He took out a, a seven foot ladder in his five foot, well, six foot tall room. Uh, <laughs> I'm way up here now. <laughs> I have done this. I have done this. Anytime I see a ladder presented to me, it's in my head. If I'm not actually audibly singing it to myself, I've had jobs too where thankfully, thankfully, it was around the same age demographic. So we all knew Grease too. And stick out that gigantic Grease. This was when I worked at Pottery Barn in the stock room. Me and the girls got up on that ladder and would perform. I would bring my leather jacket if it was winter. Mm Mm-hmm. There's pictures somewhere. I, I have to find this. Oh, my God. And we would sing. We would sing. And then you would do the chugs away, you know, the R-I-D-E-R. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. That was a visual joke, but, like... Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer does this thing with her hand as she walks away, like, spirit they're, fingers, but, like... I think the technical term is chugs, where you, like, move, like do little hops forward. I like oh. that. I like that. I will use that as yeah. an official term. You're welcome. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie's a noni. Yes. She, so, but yes, cool rider. What about you, John? Have you straddled the ladder in your day? No. <laughs> Ooh, we got to get you a ladder. I mean, let's start small. Step stool, I'll, step stool, step stool. I'll, 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 I'll do a, a small ladder. How's that? I'll do a, I'll do a, a, a like a three foot ladder. <laughs> okay and as long as you get on there and you <laughs> sing with all your heart climb up with a wreath <laughs> dance with it you are ready <laughs> oh believe me if it was christmas time at pottery barn i would have been dancing on the top with a wreath oh my god oh my goodness you are crazy you're insane and i love it i'm so happy that you're on this episode <laughs> oh, so i am so happy oh, when you asked me to do this it was like yes just yes it's so right so here's another question that i need i need you to like think critically and i may burst your bubble is it so hard to tell that michael is the cool writer i know that she says that he always wears the goggles and everything but like you listen to his voice he's not well, putting looks, on... well he is doing a slightly deeper voice well that's true he, he is, does pull up but... and say how much is it for the gas <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I'm man. taking again. I'm taking. I'm throwing myself at him. He seems like Superman. And oh, he does mention that. 
Totally, totally. This is such a cliche. Right? Is, wait, is that what he mentions to her? Yeah, it's like, well... Where he's like, I, a, I was wondering I was wondering if you've ever read a, super, a Superman comic, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knows her stuff, which makes her even cooler because she's a cool chick. She knows comic books. Yeah, but he's giving her a hint. Uh, yeah, you know what? Yes, yes. It, it's kind of like, ooh, I love that. So you're just adding elements to this. You're not taking away from this. You're adding, <laughs> le- you're adding, you're adding more to the story. I'm making yes. it more of an onion, more layers. Sure, and we didn't even, yeah. Now you're peeling the onion down, and yes, that was a hint. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, yes. What were you asking, John? Like. Yes, I don't remember just anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. The glasses aren't a great disguise. This is such a cliche. This is the same superhero formula. Wonder Woman puts on a pair of glasses in the seventies and spins around, and she's not Diana Prince anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're sure. And again, uh, John, yeah. isn't this man it's... gorgeous? What is wrong with Stephanie? He's sweet. He's kind. He has Got an, an accent. accent. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's not a T bird though, and a, and that's part of the code. And then he becomes a T bird at the end, you know, three days before graduation. And she is part of a female gang. She's part of a female <laughs> gang, yes. Who knew? I saw on IMDb potential castings, casting oh, for this yes. movie. Have you seen this? Have you seen them? But is this possibly? Well, all right. Well, tell me which one of your. I've got a bunch. So. Tom Cruise auditioned for the role of Johnny Nagarelli. I heard that one, think. I'm so glad. Andy Gibb was to play Michael, but failed his screen test. No kidding. Okay, okay. Jennifer Beals signed on to play Sharon, but dropped out to do Flashdance, you know, get a lead role in a movie. Um, You made the right decision. (laughs) Annette Funicello was signed on to play Miss Mason. I'm actually glad the Miss Mason that we got, just because she's so... Ooh, Mr. Stewart. Uh, <laughs> Debbie Harry was initially asked to play Stephanie, but she declined because she didn't want to play. I mean, she was probably in her 30s. She was like, what? I don't want to play a high school what? student. Yeah, she's good. Okay, yeah, that's like me playing a high school student at this I point. I mean, granted, all these people are clearly in like late 20s. Of course. All Can of we them. say Michael with his man body. He's not man a teenager. Body. That's a man's body. He's a grown man. But hold on to your Rydell hat because I've got one that I don't know if you know. You ready? You don't have to say you're throwing ones at me, so I'm I'm ready. Cher was signed on to play Paulette, but dropped because the script was unfinished and the pay was too low. No. Could you imagine Cher as Paulette? Oh my god! It just would have made this movie even. <laughs> This way would have been a forget it, forget it. I mean, I love what we got with Paulette, but Cher? Because the actress who plays Paulette, she's Lonnie, Judy's? Lana, Laura, uh, Laura, 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 Lana, Laura. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she is. Yes, yes. She's Judy Garland's daughter. Daughter, yeah. And yeah, and Liza Minnelli's sister. Lorna Luft. There you go. Lufty. Poor Paulette, by the way. If I, if I do say so myself. That's like, my problem going modern times watching yep i mean i I think i felt that way even earlier times watching it because like she's clearly in love with the man that doesn't love her he makes it known he makes it known and throws it in her face and i oh right in front of her well that's the thing though there are four t-birds and five pink ladies no yeah no four well dolores is a dolores is a junior 
pink light. Oh, wait, oh so we have right. Sharon. So four, four. We have four pink four, ladies yeah. and Dolores because Dolores ends up pairing up with Mikey. The yes, the youngest T bird. <laughs> the T bones. Is he the youngest T bird? I thought they were all seniors. He oh, looks younger to me. He seems like younger to me. I don't know if that's just because he was actually a teenager and the other people were 30. <laughs> so maybe they actually got closer to, maybe he was in his 20s. <laughs> I mean, I for the longest time during this last time rewatching it, I was just like, Sean Astin? Not Sean Astin. Oh, oh, that would have been great. Before his time, before his time. I mean, yeah, he was, he was three years away from make, from, making uh goonies <laughs> classic classic talking about classics <clears throat> grease two and goonies <laughs> double movie double, double yeah that's not a double feature i know when you talked about grease yes. you like brushed over it yeah but with that one they were very subtle with the innuendos and then in this movie they're just like Sex. <laughs> they Doing have a, it in the car, yes. They have a goddamn song called Reproduction. Like, come on. This is sung by Tab Hunter. In the Can I just do a little sun, a side note with this? Yeah. I will always remember this song because going back to my job at Pottery Barn in early 2000s, <laughs> I we worked with a lot of people from Mexico and Peru and you know, other countries. So we would bring in CDs sometimes and then they would play their music. We would play music that we wanted. So it was very universal. We went from Spanish, English. I put on this CD I brought to work, of course, because the girls and I loved it. We get to reproduction. The woman from Peru that I'm talking about knew basic English. So when this song starts and Mr. Stewart is singing and he has this like, high pitch pollination. They were like, what the hell music are you listening? This is a song? What are you listening to? I remember her saying, music? This is music? I'm like, well, to some people, yes. This song is music. So that's funny in a way. Because Dennis Lind wrote the music and lyrics to that song. Hold on. Go with me on this, on this train. He also wrote a couple of songs for Roy Orbison. Okay, oh my god, really? Yep, according to his Wikipedia. He wrote mostly country songs and he recorded a few albums. Did he write write crying? I don't think so. But like, I just find it funny that he wrote for Roy Oberson and then you have Moose who's (laughs) like, that's all he wants. He wants those records. (laughs) Ooh, isn't that a cute, I wonder if that's like a little homage. Maybe. See, more, you're making this movie even better. What, John, John, thank you. Um, the one thing, though, that I don't understand is how do they justify all this cast not being in Greece? Because Gre- Grace the movie came out in 1978. So, yes. like four years before this one was released. Yes. So, like, how. <laughs> Well, from researching for today's very podcast, and like you said earlier, the the script was evidently so unfinished because the original plan was to have most of the original cast back for like a summer movie, evidently. This was what I'm reading. And that is also why we have Frenchie mysteriously disappear midway through this movie. I did read that, yeah. They cut her, so evidently they cut her midway through, the script was unfinished, so it changed continuously, but 
originally that was the plan and supposedly Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta were obligated with other things at the time. And we got this. So can I complain? Maybe not. I mean, I can complain that it doesn't need to be called, uh, have an affiliation with Greece. What about Rydell High? I like just called Rydell. Rydell. Ooh. Rydell High, yeah. A spinoff. Like a, a sp- just... it's, a, it's a spinoff, yeah. Because like when I get a sequel, I want more than just the location <laughs> secondary characters and location to be. You got Eugene. Well, we got Eugene, we got Coach Calhoun, we have the principal. Miss McGee. Miss McGee and uh, Blanche. God, Thank you. Frenchie, oh, I know. <laughs> Frenchie makes a pop in, pop up. But Do you like, know, okay, John, before yes. knowing that this was, I'm sorry, I just totally ran with your, your thought. Wait, finish your thought. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But like, w- if you have those five to like whatever, because there's probably a few others that I missed, I don't think it makes it a sequel. I mean, I, I would want more T-Birds and Pink Ladies from the first movie to come back. Or it be like a homecoming game and they're like not in the greaser Ooh. lifestyle anymore. And yeah, that would be nice. I like that. Right? That would be a sequel. This is a standalone movie that I get it why I get they were trying to get butts and seats for it, calling it Grease 2, but it doesn't feel like a sequel. So if it wasn't called Grease 2, do you think it would be appreciated more than it is? No. <laughs> so the only reason it's loved is because <laughs> no i think it, it may still have the cult following though because well let's face it cult movies people... are usually bad I mean, some mo some 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 well if they call it rydell high obviously it'll be a spiritual sequel to perfect greece because then you have all these other little nuggets Yes. You know, you have those returning characters. You have the pink ladies and the T-birds and all that. You have the music and the sex and things like that. But it's its own thing. So it may be like its own cult following afterwards, but I'm not sure. Do you think if it had the third movie, the original tended third movie, and again, it was another cast, it would have made it more cohesive being a trilogy each one with a different cast a different time period because they could have went into the 60s then almost you know they are we are in the 60s like the early yeah like but they could have gone to the later later 60s early 70s with the count well that's bring everyone back again like you said maybe like show some people from the first movie their their kids that's the thing though with greece three it would still have to be early in the 60s for the greasers to still be a thing. Because then if you go later with counterculture with the hippies, it's hair now. We're now in It hair. would actually have been cool, though, too, to see maybe how the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies would have gone with, with the hippies. times. Yeah, like almost like the Pink hip- God knows what they would have done. The Pink Hippie Ladies. <laughs> Who knows? I do know that there is a novelization of this a lot of movies have their own novelization and in that in the book it has some of the deleted scenes and expanded on other stories that obviously went nowhere i've been looking for this book on ebay i'm gonna buy it you know what i'm gonna buy it right now because i have a feeling 
All right, live on air, live on recording. I'm gonna buy Grease too. Is it in good condition? Uh, sure. The cover's hanging off. <laughs> as I long mean, as you see Michael in a picture on there somewhere and Stephanie, it's used and it's good from oh. what I see on Amazon. Perfect. Perfect. Go. Yeah, that's that's hard to find. So, so I'm going to check out with this one item right now. <laughs> Please hold. Please listen to this this music sample. And I will have it by Monday, apparently. I will take pictures of it and I will read it and then I'll send it to you. But like, I found... Please do. God, I can't believe I wasted time buying a goddamn book. Who wants to read? Who wants to read these days? Especially this book. Well, so on my other podcast, Movie Deja Vu, not a plug, but a plug, um, (laughs) we sometimes read about the novelizations of movies. And I'm always just like, I want to find them because they are bizarre. And then we did Friday the 13th as a franchise. And there are book series for that that I'm just like, I want them. I have some The Carnival. (gasps) Uh, different ones, yeah. I never read them, but I've been buying them over the years. We'll talk. We'll we'll, we'll talk after this. <laughs> Matter of fact, I just pulled. I found my one of my Friday the Thirteenth um, in my closet, thrown in there, and it was the Carnival one. With anyway. Um, oh my god, I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> now we could both be. Look, I'm going to hold this one hostage. No, <laughs> no, but you're right. The novelizations, even sometimes, can. It, it will be weird, but then sometimes you can get an author who will improve the film and add depth and things that were missing from a film. So it could go either way. So I would love to see what you find in this movie. Yeah, because apparently there was a scene with uh, Michael and his uncle that was cut. Because, like, there are no adults in this movie, apparently. No, besides the... Besides the teachers the and faculty. Because even that that bomb shelter that nothing came of that that's a loud ass siren and nothing came of it i call it the silent hill silent hill (laughs) (laughs) we didn't even talk about like prowling or charades and pretty lies you see hide charades me charades is the reason why uh, Max Caulfield probably shouldn't have been cast <laughs> in this movie. Let's be real. The singing portion of it, not the not the visual, the singing oh portion. Oh my god, the, well, the visual, forget it. But <laughs> oh, he, I think his looks does make him sing better. Like, if you're looking at it and you're like, you're like, okay, okay, he's good looking. I will forgive him singing and he's so like, you know, like he's making his best pouty faces and like just imagine Tom Cruise now. No. Oh wait, no. I, Tom Cruise wasn't that. Uh, Andy oh, yeah, Gibb for that. Andy Gibb was attractive. Tom Cruise would be singing "Prowling" though. God knows what he's prowling for. We're going um, prowling tonight. Prowling. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I can just. I will go musical Tourette's, and I will just continue singing a song. Totally fine. Charades. I love it. You like charades. I think just because it's him and he's all dressed up in his finest attitude and he's pretending. Attitude. (laughs) (laughs) 
His finest attitude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. It's so campy. I don't know how people could hate this movie. And they People do hate it. Don't hate it. Just I don't understand. Love Just it for what it is. It. Just not watch it and don't express your hatred towards it. Well, they won't. I, I blame ABC Family, a.k.a. Freeform, a.k.a. Fox Family, for not showing Grease 2, really. They've made Grease 1 a staple. Mm. Put Grease 2 up there. Cut some things out. I Well, they don't cut out... Grease Lightning with they their... They don't cut out Grease Lightning, nope. And they don't cut out the whole pregnancy storyline that is... It's so true. It's very sexual in some parts, so reproduction is nothing at this point that's probably like a reproduction and score tonight are the most uh, well and let's do it for our country are like the 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 horniest songs in this movie the other ones also are horny but like these are the ones where they're basically like we're gonna fuck but it's so cheesy it's so cheesy score tonight with bowling and they're dancing in the bowling alley yes it's just so amazingly cheesy. Yeah, it, it it is. And Patricia Birch is the director of this. I think she's also the choreographer of this movie. <laughs> Sorry. You well, know when she, there's director choreographers slash writers slash... <laughs> well, she was the choreographer for Grease, the, both the movie and the stage version. Oh, Michael, so what the hell happened? No. <laughs> what happened? Producer Alan Carr was like, I want you to direct it. And she went, okay. I mean, I love it, so I can't complain, but I know for the typical viewer, yes, they're asking these questions and more. Speaking of Patricia Birch, another fun fact, Alison Price, who plays Rhonda, is Patricia Birch's daughter. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I wonder why. I wonder why. So can we talk about Rhonda for a moment with her plastic surgery? Yeah, so there was a scene that was cut does she actually have it? No, that Goose slams a door accidentally on Rhonda's nose. So that makes so much sense because they almost make it seem when they since they cut that out that she's like almost like, oh, I just walked into a door, right? It could have been right, like yeah. I had the plastic surgery, but I didn't. So it was it was cut like these these cut scenes that I have, like you have Frenchie helping Michael become the cool writer. <sighs> You read um, my my notes. That's going to have been the best scene ever. It's like a parallel to Sandy. It would have been so Grease. Like her training, transforming Sandy into what she turned into. into yeah. And transforming Michael then would have been great parallel to Link to Grease. Well, how would you feel if after the talent show, Michael com- comforted Stephanie? That like, real, was, Mi- like real Michael? Like Michael Before Michael. he reveals himself as the cool yeah. writer? That oh. was that was a potential scene that was cut. I almost feel like I'm glad they might have cut that because I like the whole fact that we don't see Michael. Like he's dead. I mean, we know he's not dead, but who's that guy? Is he dead? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? And then the ending was supposed to be Michael and Stephanie fly off on a motorcycle in the sunset. That I have heard. So it would have been wink wink more to well so the last two songs and fight me all you want but the last two songs are basically we go together from greece no that's that's exactly what they wanted to do totally like that's (laughs) rockahula luau 
a luau, a luau, a luau. Rock, and, rock, rock. <laughs> and then we'll be together is also is also a that. thousand a thousand percent a thousand percent. But uh, I love I won't okay I won't take the luau part. But we'll be together. I love that song. It's not okay. It's that. not it's not as good as you know. You're the one that I want and all these things. But oh God, I love this movie. I love we'll be together. Well, since you love this movie, let's go into a segment that I like to call Sharp and Flat, shall we? I'm ready. Sharp Flat. So in this, obviously we talked a lot about this movie, but in this section, we're going to highlight some moments. And if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we hated it, it's flat. Oh, I'm scared. Do you want me to go first with sharps? All right. So I like to start with sharps because positive we like the positives for i have a few of them i have six sharps that are oh okay okay yes yeah 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 yeah. the ensemble female dancer with the dual braids and glasses love her (laughs) don't know her name she brings the energy that woman she's in every scene every song every scene don't know her name i love her stephanie straddling the ladder obby also the star flying in uh during the talent show amazing the pink ladies being sort of feminists they're starting they're evolving a little yeah 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 where clearly they like stephanie doesn't doesn't need a man and i mean she falls in love with a man but she doesn't really need one we see her doing her things she holds it down she holds she's got a job she's holding it down i do like the production number of girls for girl for all seasons and then finally, Moose clearly in love with Johnny. I love that. You know, you know, don't you know. fight me. You can fight me all you want no, on it, but like I am, I could totally, I could totally, totally see that. And I always got a gay vibe from Demucci, but it turns out that his actor in real life is is gay. Oh, um, but every time when I would watch that movie. I know he was singing to do it for his country with Sharon, but I'm like, this guy is, even as a kid, I'm like, I felt like a kinship. He, he really wanted to sing to Moose and Mikey about it. Yes, that's what I'm going to say. Like, the, that could have been the new T-Birds. Oh. Uh, that could have been the porn version. Uh, Greased. Oh. <laughs> Greased three. I hate you. <laughs> what are your sharps? that you have 1000 percent michael pulling this is my number one sharp michael pulling up to pump gas at stephanie's father's gas station with that shirt slightly open and leather well, well it was it a shirt or was it like a leather jumpsuit or was it i a think it was like jacket? a leather yeah like a, maybe a leather oh oh God. Whatever, whatever that leather thing was just that was open open, open enough Open enough, the goggles, like we said earlier, the, how much is it? Oh, (laughs) and then he takes her, and this is my second sharp, driving down the road, straddling Michael on a motorcycle. He's doing everything, and she's holding on. Which, fun fact, she did the stunts. I totally believe it, because you could see her the whole time, and you're like, Michelle. Yep, Michelle. Stephanie. I, I read that that Michelle Pfeiffer did her own stunt did that stunt I should say because I think there was a stunt driver but she did that, that that's stunt. what I'm, I'm picturing it had to have been a stunt driver 
Yeah. Another sharp diner scene with Stephanie and Michael. Oh my God. He looks at her in this scene and he says she's pretty terrific. I melted. That was, that's another thing too. Like if you're going to do a sequel, set it at the same diner that the first movie had. I always, in my head, I pretend that that's the diner. I know it's not, but I want to say that that's the same diner. I want to say that Viv is working sure. there. Her. Still. The, her. Yeah, her. The one who told Frenchie not to, uh, you know, become a waitress. Yeah, yeah, the same diner would have been great. But that is a total sharp for me. I love their chemistry in that scene. The whole thing with her paper. And who, you, whom, ketchup and all that. Uh, the ketchup, yeah. No, ketchup. Oh, she's complaining. God. She's complaining about him to him. Yeah. But she doesn't know yes. that. Yeah. And he's, Classic. And at that point, I wanted to shake her and say, Stephanie, look at him. He has the same lips. You can't fake those lips. Do you have any flats? Mm. Okay. I will say the singing for various cast members. <laughs> Not that it affects me, but if I'm looking up this, uh, looking at this movie objectively, the singing is not really okay. that great. It's not great. Okay. It's not great. That's the best thing about loving something so much is that you can, you know the faults. 1,000. 1,000 you can percent. kind of ignore it, but like... Except for, well, on my list, I wrote Do It For Our Country. Like, that song, just no. (laughs) No. It's really, it's really, uh, yeah, I would say it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't need to be there at all. It's just. It's super rapey. And yeah, because she has no, it's like, she has no idea. The poor girl is just, she's thinking she's becoming a medic that the freaking bombs are coming down outside. And he's trying to rape her. No, we'll get in her pants at least do something to her. The fact that they brought the motorcycle gang back from the first Greece for, I mean, again, just to connect it, but no reason, because why are these grown men always going after these teenagers? Oh, crater face. Well, it's, it's funny. Balmudo, crater face, <laughs> has a different name in the first movie entirely. And it's, I don't think- Oh, so it's is- not even supposed to be the same character? I think it's supposed to be the same character, but like Balmudo might be his last name. Oh, oh, depth. They added another layer. In the in the first in the first movie, he's called Leo, but I don't remember them saying Leo because they call him Craterface. Craterface, yeah. Uh, whatever. He's clearly like the thirty-year-old. Yeah, I just don't. Again, that would be yeah. Why is that there? I could see it. It doesn't have to be there. As the much script as I was love unfinished, it. that's why. They were dra- grasping at straws. <laughs> for, I mean, for an unfinished script, I gotta say, it's not cohesive bad. enough. Yeah, it's not It's not so bad that it's, oh my God, I can't keep up with what the hell's happening. All right, do you have any more? Because I've got, I've got a few that I need to talk about. Oh wait, go, you know what? I'll probably think, let you go, you go, please. All right, I'm so sure. I didn't, I get why it's there. I just didn't like, we'll be together. I wish it was more of an upbeat song. You, we start at a 10, but you end at like a four. You know, I want the energy level higher. Personally. Well, yes, yes, yes. They could have had that moment maybe earlier, like you're saying, when she's saying, you're the one, the one in my dreams. I didn't know it. And mm-hmm. maybe just have that as a slight, a smaller song. Yeah, and then go into an upbeat more. Because like, you're the one that I want is the end of the first movie. 
of the first Grease. And that is clearly, you know, a bop and one that is upbeat. But this is, okay, so I actually, this is, as a musical fan, I would always want to know, would you have preferred if it kept a theme that every opener was Grease? It was just maybe performed by a different person and then the song could have been performed at the end from this different cast every movie? So almost make it more, you know, make it more part of a franchise. Like Grease is the theme for every sequel, but... A you different like singer, the, maybe. Word, yes, but change word, it. Maybe have a different singer this time, and then the Ooh. cast at the end sing "You're the One That I Want." But it's every they change the cast every year. No, I think that that'll be a little too on the nose. I feel like though, having Grease the song come into this movie may have been may have worked, but like I feel, I just feel like the ending needed a, a, a more upbeat song, in my opinion. In my honest and humble opinion. They thought the, the people dancing at a luau was going to just be enough. Motorcycles right. and luau. I also didn't like the sort of racism of Miss Mason. Very, very subtle, but it's there. And granted, Rydell is an all-white school. I don't know why. Her sort of racism, I could have done without. And then the not-so-subtle innuendo. Like that's Which one? Which one? There's a million of, of them. It. All of it. Uh, and then obviously I mentioned the rapey nature of Do It For Our Country. I could do without that. I could do without A whole that. song about it, yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's a thing that he's a horny teenager. But like, if she was in on it, maybe that would have been different. Yeah, she has no idea. She has no idea. If you restaged it where it wasn't in a bunker with the air air raid horn and they're clearly playing doctor like if they were playing doctor in one of their bedrooms that would be one thing because oh. clearly they are about to do it but like uh, <laughs> i was just like you're so close they they ran with this whole thing that those characters were just horny that was it like no depth horny they sing and they're horny. They sing and they're horny. And, then they and they're horny together. and singing about being horny. So it, very, yeah, very one-dimensional characters. Uh, do you have any more flats before we um, think of anything else? Well, you know what? I don't like prowling too much. The scene, Ooh. it's a throwback. It's a, you know, it's supposed to be that. Yeah, that, er, that scene is weird because... Stephanie puts a, like the final nail in the coffin to be like, no, Johnny, we're not together. And all the girls rally around her and the guys ride off in their motorcycles to go prowling, but then they're practicing. It's right, like, right, right, right. Again, the staging was just wrong. I mean, I get what they're trying to do almost like a, a segue Ooh, it's so cool like we're gonna transition to they're doing this actual show you know it'd been really interesting okay so we're obviously rewriting this movie right now it would have mm. been really interesting if prowlin was uh, still performed on the stage yes but then you showed them actually on the prowl god and as they're singing right 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 yeah they're at the bowling alley flirting with women flirting with their fellow classmates and whatnot you know, I'm writing this uh, with 2021 brain, where I think we can get away with more than what they did in 19... 
Are you really? Because I feel like now I would be afraid to say any, like write anything to offend anybody. I feel like I don't know. Well, because you can show them having sex and everything, or hooking up with people. And you really know? Yes, they do it on the CW all the time. So (laughs) (laughs) the C that network is made up of that. That's what the CW is. So Ryan, usually when I have my actor friends on here, I ask them this question, but I'm, I'm going to ask you it too, because you love this movie so much. And obviously there's a little bit of an actor in you. If this was a stage version, who would you want to play? Oh, you could oh, pick any that. role. You could pick any role you want. Gender oh is God. not a thing. That is an amazing question. Mm-hmm. I think... I would have the most fun with Stephanie. Of course you would. Of course you went there. <laughs> I was going to say her or... My personality, honestly, as I was growing up was Michael. I was, I was a quiet, studious, but I think that would be a boring character to play. So yeah, you know what? Stephanie's a noni? Stephanie for me. Stephanie. Because I will climb that ladder. I will get up there every night. Give me a few shows. Climbing <laughs> up that ladder. What about you? The dancer with the dual braids and glasses. Oh my god, we have to find her. We have to find <laughs> this woman. Because I can picture exactly who you're talking about. Right? She makes the most of every scene that she pops up in. She's another one that's put that like... Didn't graduate. <laughs> she's like... Well, she's, she's a nerd, quote unquote. Because obviously she wears glasses. But she's in with the pink ladies because they she's part clearly, of the overall season. Clearly, unless they were just desperate. Although this this group of pink ladies seems more inclusive. Yeah, still all white, but whatever. We, of course, still all white, but <laughs> inclusive enough. Right. <laughs> Are there any of these songs that you would add to your life's playlist? You mean what I, so I have to remove what I wouldn't and just pick the song because they're all there in my life. That's, you could um, say that as an answer too. I've said that before. You no, know, well, honestly, if I had to pick the, the, the major, well, I'll just put it down to four just because. Okay. I would say the whole freaking soundtrack then. Um, you can, it's up to you. You know, Love Will, Leech, uh, Love Will Turn Back the Hands of Time. I don't know what about that song. Oh my God. Yes, I will, out of nowhere, I'll be washing dishes and then just start singing it. Turn back, uh uh-oh, turn turn back, yeah. Just when I found you, I lost you. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter now. Um, Charades, even going back to charades, Cool Rider and A Girl for All Seasons. I sing A Girl for All Seasons every season. I'm like you. I listen to this album whenever right yeah yeah whenever you're feeling it so when answering this question i try to think critically where it's there is no visual and like smart and like i'm on i'm on the train going to work or walking around whatever climbing your ladders as you do climbing my ladders so i had a really i really thought about it i also narrowed it down to four I did score tonight because it's such a bop. Yes. Cool writer. Do I need a reason? <laughs> I'm convinced. Reproduction because it's also a bop and funny. 
And then Love Will Turn Back the Hands of Time. Oh, I love that song, like you said, when the star flies up. The star fly, like, I mean. The drama, the drama. Uh, and, like, that song is her, is Michelle Pfeiffer, heavily featured. Yeah, you got Maxwell Goldfield, but whatever. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He does good in that song because he just speaks, speaks, so- sings, and then, that kind of part. You know, they quote unquote harmonize at the end with <laughs> turn back. And that is my favorite part. The uh Of course. I actually, when I sing, I do that part and allow Michael to do the rest. <laughs> so I'm harmonizing with him. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I live well, this movie. I live it. Well, on that note, we're done with the episode. We did it. We done did the episode. We stayed within time, kind of. Uh, oh, I like totally lost track. I was in Greece too. Don't I worry. I got. I, I got you, Ryan. Is there anything you want to plug, promote? John, thank you so much first for having me. And besides Greece too, when I can promote Greece too as any way I can possible, yes, you could find my own podcast, the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, on Instagram as well as YouTube. And there's videos over there as well. If anyone wants to see what this looks like, this this voice. <laughs> <laughs> This Grease 2 loving voice, I am on YouTube, as well as Radical Retro Rewind podcast. I'm currently a guest co-host on a Charmed podcast as well, so we're in season six with that. We're doing all eight seasons, so I do that on Sundays called Brunch with the Hollowells. Uh, (laughs) So I do that as well, (laughs) if anyone has a Charmed fan. And then what about like... Any other stuff that you've done? I know you do a lot. <laughs> it's it's hard to keep track of all your all your podcasting and live streaming and whatever. <laughs> John, he's the sweetest. Um, yeah, I do a lot of videos now on YouTube. I'm really just trying to get this podcast to grow. Um, yes, so... my podcast to grow. Mine, not yours. <laughs> well, John's too. Both of them. <laughs> Speaking of two people who has two podcasts himself, yeah. <laughs> we just love adding all this work to ourselves. We're know? just we're just busy. Uh, and if you want to get a hold and tell me your thoughts on Grease Two, hopefully they're positive, you can email me at buttasongpod at gmail dot com. And I'm we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttasongpod. Write in on, with your thoughts and feelings. Um, and if they're super positive, maybe I'll share them with Ryan. Who knows? Yay! And if they're not, I'll cry. So don't share them with me. <laughs> don't worry. I'll, I'll censor them for you. Uh, and then if you want to be part of next episode's discussion, we'll be talking about Gallivant Season 1. We do a lot of things on this podcast. So... Uh, Ryan, I'm going to hop on my motorcycle and and fly off into the sunset. Would you care to Ooh, join me? Yes, hold on. Let me just make sure I can straddle the front and hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye for now, everyone. <laughs> Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.